Welcoming you to the 500th edition of TV Confidential. Radio talk show about television. Perry Gilpin will join us in our second hour. Perry Gilpin, the actress known around the world as Roz Doyle on Frasier. Perry has a new web series out that has generated a lot of buzz since it premiered earlier this year. We'll talk about that and more when Perry Gilpin joins us in our second hour. We hope you'll stay tuned for that coming up later on. This hour, we will play part one of a conversation with Rodimus Perra. Rodimus Perra, the actor who played young Kwai Chong Kane, a.k.a. Grasshopper, on Kung Fu. We'll talk about the original Kung Fu, plus we'll talk about the CW's plan to reimagine Kung Fu later this year when Rodimus Perra joins us later on in this hour. We hope to stay tuned for that as well. In the meantime, I am sure by now that all of you know that last week marked the passings of two television legends, Carl Reiner and Hugh Downs. We are planning a formal tribute program to Carl Reiner for broadcast later this month on TV Confidential. We'll tell you more about that as that program comes together. In the meantime, we will begin the program by dedicating this segment to the memory of Hugh Downs. Hugh Downs, the broadcast legend who left his mark on three of the most iconic shows in TV history, The Tonight Show, The Today Show, and ABC's 2020. Hugh Downs passed away Wednesday, July 1st at the age of 99. In the course of his 70-year career, Hugh Downs logged more hours on network commercial television than anyone else, according to the Guinness Book world records and when you consider the many hours that Hugh Downs spent hosting shows for public television such as Over Easy and Live from Lincoln Center as well as the syndicated talk show Not For Women Only with Barbara Walters Hugh's total number of hours as a TV host, TV anchor and TV interviewer is probably a lot more than that. You might recall that our friend Phil Grace arranged for Hugh Downs to join us on TV Confidential back in September 2013 for what turned out to be our 200th program. In that respect, it seems only appropriate to replay our conversation with Hugh Downs and Phil Grace as part of our 500th program. Coming out of the break, we heard Hugh Downs' introduction from the March 29th 1962 edition of The Tonight Show, that night marking Jack Parr's final night as host of The Tonight Show as we pick up the conversation. Let's talk about two years with Jack Parr. Oh, yeah. As, as, as you know, Phil and I put together a five-part retrospective uh, last year on Jack Parr. And, I know. And one of the things that we wanted to emphasize last year and we want to emphasize tonight is that it is very easy to look overlook Jack Parr because Johnny Carson hosted The Tonight Show 25 years longer than he did. But, That's right. But Jack left his mark in so many ways, that, and, and he, he originated many things that, that uh, hosts are, are continuing to do today. That's absolutely true. I think from a standpoint of time, there's no doubt about it that Carson did a magnificent job, mm-hmm. but in, in that time that Carson did the show, it was not as filled with, I don't know what to call it, but the short time, a much shorter time that Parr was doing it, had a quality that that uh, that wasn't there in the in the Carson show. Uh, it was it was Parr. Parr had some kind of brilliance that I don't know if there's a name for it. Unpredictability. You never know yeah. what to expect on a given night when you and Jack uh, went on the air. You're absolutely right. 
I, I remember saying one time in an interview that you expect anything to happen any night, and it always did. <laughs> it just always something wild went on there that, that led to some... He, he had an enormous uh, quality for, for the questioning. Harlow Shapley, famous uh, uh, astronomer at Harvard, was on one night, and Parr asked him a simple question that I thought was brilliant. He said, you know, you've had a telescope at your disposable, and you can point it to any point in the sky with it, and I understand you have done so. Is there a God? <laughs> that's, what, that's my question. <laughs> when you think of it. And Shapley took about eight minutes to explain his idea of a God, and it was brilliant. And nobody else could have got that out of Shapley, I don't think, except Barr. You know, and that kind of speaks to the to the art of conducting an interview, whether it's you know for radio or or television. Hugh, is that a lot of times the best questions just kind of come up in the moment? Yeah, that's true. They did, and Parr played that way, and it, it worked. It really did work. It, from from very deep things like that to stuff like when he said he said to. Um, Oh, who was the famous hostess in Boston at so many parties all the time? She also had a radio column, and uh, they were sitting in a chair in the front because he always liked to interview certain guests up, up front. And he said something to her, and he said, uh, you know, your stockings are, are wrinkled. And she said, I'm not wearing any. <laughs> <laughs> and that just cracked everybody up. <laughs> That's the kind of thing that happened on the Tonight Show. Almost every night, the kind of, that kind of unexpected occurred. Speaking of unexpected, a very famous thing happened on the night of February 11th, 1960, when Jack staged his famous walkout on the air in protest of NBC's decision to censor a joke he had told the night before that made use of the term water closet. I want to ask you about that in just a second, but first, we have the actual clip from that night's broadcast in which Jack Parr makes his dramatic exit. Let's all take a listen to that. So I went to them, and uh, I said, well, you know, the least you could do, maybe ask, get permission, or give me a no. Could I show that tape again? Let me show that one hunk that's caused all this comment in the press, because there's so many guys, uh, in a way, you know, out to zing me, that this is the way to stop it. Show, show what we did. And uh, they thought about it and said, pass it off with a joke, lightly. Well, I cannot pass it off with a joke and will not. That's the way it has to be with me. Now, I've made a decision about what I'm going to do. And uh, only one person knows about this. It's you, Downs. My wife doesn't know it, but I'll be home in time and I'll tell her. I'm leaving The Tonight Show. There must be a better way of uh, making a living than this. There's a way of entertaining people without being constantly involved in some form of controversy, which is on me all the time. It's rough on my wife and child, and I don't need it. I like the National Broadcasting Company. They've been uh, swell to me, and I've been 
pretty wonderful to them. I took over a show with 60 stations. There's now 158. The show is sold out. It's the highest, I think, uh, money producer for this network. And I believe I was let down by this network at a time when I could have used their help. You have been peachy to me always. Jack, I, you know what I said to you? Jack Parr walking out as host of The Tonight Show right in the middle of the broadcast that aired on February 11th, 1960, audio courtesy of Phil Grice, ATVAudio.com. Hugh, did you know that was coming? Well, the answer is yes and no, because I, I didn't know. I knew that he intended to leave. But I thought because he was he was dressed properly and he'd been through, through makeup and everything, he was going to do the show. Everything about it seemed like he was going to do the show, and at the end, say, "Friends, I've had it, and I'm leaving." And then and then leaving, knowing Jack, I knew he, he really was going to leave. What surprised me was he left at uh, the beginning of the show <laughs> and not the end. That was my surprise. And I couldn't figure out, he called me and we seldom had conversations before we were on the air. We just, we just really conversed on the air. That's, that's how natural he was. And, uh, he called me in early and he said, uh, and he was all dressed and he said, do you know names of any good, uh, good writers or, uh, or people who can perform? And, and he was obviously hunting for someone. And I thought, well, maybe a big guest walked out and he wanted to find somebody. But what he was doing was bolstering me in case something went wrong or somebody didn't show. He was kind enough. He wanted me to have that extra guest or or something because he knew, and I didn't, that he was going to leave at the beginning of the program. <laughs> and he did. He, you know, he, he did his little... Uh, come on thing for just a few minutes and then rather cheerfully he he departed and I thought there was going to be some kind of a you know a best line comeback of some kind and after he left I would look stared at the curtain for a while because <laughs> I thought well he's going to come back now with some kind of a line he never came back he was on his way to Singapore <laughs> and I and I was stuck there all the rest of the time. And we were recording early back then. Mm -hmm. And I remember that one of the comedians, a guest that was on, said they'll never play this on the air. I, I had a letter from you, you, uh, back in May of 2012. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quote what you wrote to me. You said, and I quote, I do remember since we had started taping the show, 8.15 to 10 p.m., a meeting I was in on then where there was a debate among the NBC brass about whether or not to air the tape. Shelly Berman, that's the comedian you're referring to, had said to me right after we shut down at 10 o'clock, nobody will ever see this. They're not going to air it. I think in the meeting, and then you're stating about your thoughts, I threatened to kill myself at NBC's entrance if I went through that and they didn't air it. And, and I must say, you were fantastic in terms of taking over, and I know that for a fact because I have a very rare audio air check of that show, and it has all of the uh, post-Paul walkout material when you took over. 
I, I have that. I thank you, Phil, but I'm much in your debt for what I call it, what archive work that I have mm-hmm. largely has come uh, from you, and, I'm, and I want to thank you again. Well, I was, it has been my pleasure, and, and uh, I'm going to quote one more line from another letter you wrote me. You said, you said, without hard evidence such as you have sent, what proof could there be that any of this really happened, that maybe it was all imagined? I love that line because it's so true. 50, 60 years goes by, it's almost like it ever happened. Yeah, I know what you mean. You're right. I wonder how many things in the world are like that. Maybe something that Winston Churchill said or something that, uh, uh, I don't know, Queen, Queen Elizabeth I said that is not known and never will be because it was it, it didn't get recorded and, one way or another. And, True. And, that, and that's the thing because people being what they are and memory being what it is, you know, what, as the years go by, uh, we may not remember certain things unless we stumble upon a letter that we wrote 10 years ago in which we, oh, yeah, I remember, I, I didn't, I forgot I did that. But, or in the case of, you know, Phil, you're providing uh, audio of something you had done, you know, 40, 50, 60 years ago. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, I remember I did that. You're listening to a conversation with broadcast legend Hugh Downs that originally aired in September 2013. On TV Confidential, Hugh Downs passed away Wednesday, July 1st at the age of 99. Let's see, going back to the night Parr walked out, okay, yeah, you know, you didn't think he was going to walk out on the air, and now now you've got to fill an, an hour and a half or of material, but fortunately, Hugh, you, you had a lot of experience, you know, improvising and doing live television, or even though it was, that was recorded, I mean, you know, live on tape, so... You may not have known in the moment how I'm going to get through this, but you knew how to do it anyway. Well, it turns out that way, and the bottom line may be the truth. If you're trying to weave a web of lies, it would be horrible. Life would be just awful. But as long as you're telling the truth about everything, it's pretty easy Mm -hmm. to handle. It really makes a big difference, I think. If your life is open and truthful, you can, where necessary, on, on the spot, on ad lib, you can say what happened, and uh, you don't have trouble doing that if what you're telling is the truth. Yes, I try to live by that myself. Be as honest as you can. The truth will set you free. Let's see. I want to ask you about your early years at uh, NBC. We've got a couple of clips we want to play. One is Phil has a clip from a show you did called Wisdom. This is an extremely um, forgotten series, in my opinion. Originally, the title was Conversations with Elder Wise Men. Do you remember that, you? Oh, yeah. And you, uh, and that goes back to uh, 1953. It It was. 14 shows, and I have an audio air check of you interviewing Frank Lloyd Wright. Would you recount for us some of the things which are... Fundamentally, your own innovations in architecture. Well, it would be pretty difficult. It would be a long story, too, perhaps too long for this. First of all came this uh, new sense of space as the reality of the building. Then came the countenance of that space, which is more or less what I termed streamlined. And word streamlined got into the language, I think, about that time through my effort. Over the years, Mr. Wright, the American press and 
sections of your own profession have not always treated you kindly. I just wonder if you have any comment about this. Well, I don't see any reason why they should have treated me kindly. I was entirely contrary to everything they believed in. And if I was right, they were wrong. Why should they treat me kindly? Yes, that's right. That was on that, in that series. You know, curiously, I was pleased to do that. But when it came time to do uh, Albert Einstein... Einstein was by then at the uh, at the uh, Institute for Advanced Theoretical Physics just across the river from New York at Princeton. And uh, I was slated to, to interview Einstein, and there was a delay of some kind. It was caused by NBC. NBC wanted to change the date. So they said, okay, we changed the date. The second time the date was changed, it was because of Einstein's at Einstein's end, and the reason was his illness, and it was the illness from which he did not recover, ah. and I never got to meet him, and that's a, 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 a very great sadness of my life. I would love to have met and talked to Albert Einstein. You're listening to a conversation that Phil Grice and I had with broadcast legend Hugh Downs that originally aired in September 2013. Here on TV Confidential, our friend Stephen Taibbi, Stephen Taibbi, previous guest in our program, author of Grateful Guilt, and a man who worked behind the scenes in television for more than 20 years. Stephen writes, when I was an intern at a Long Island television production studio, the first production I was ever on that would be aired, and on PBS no less, was a documentary that had Hugh Downs as the host. Years later, after I had established myself in television, I became a glider pilot. Turned out, Hugh Downs knew my instructor and occasionally came by Somerset Field in New Jersey to borrow her sailplane. Hugh actually remembered me, and we saw each other at the airport several other times. He was such a nice and gentle man, and I am so glad that I had the honor for our paths to cross. Hugh Downs was the real deal. There is nothing like him today. Stephen Taibbi, author of Grateful Guilt with a personal anecdote about broadcast legend Hugh Downs. We'll play more highlights from our 2013 conversation with Hugh Downs at the end of our second hour. We'll be able to stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we'll take a quick timeout. Then Rodimus Para will join us via Skype when we come back on TV Confidential. Story Salon is Los Angeles' longest-running storytelling venue. We have live shows every Wednesday in Studio City, as well as solo shows, podcasts, CDs, and several books. Los Angeles Daily News calls Story Salon Gemstones of Narrative, something new, funny, astonishing. Sunset Magazine says, Tales tall, tragic, and tantalizing. All of this makes Story Salon one of the most eclectic entertainment experiences available. You can learn more about us by going to our Facebook page or by visiting our website, at www.storysalon.com. Accredited by Guinness World Records, welcome to Archival Television Audio, Incorporated. A peerless TV soundtrack archive, preserving the audio from television's first three decades, the 1950s, 60s, and 70s, the golden and silver age of television. For more information, Go to ATVAudio.com. 
One more item. If you or someone you know is the recipient of a structured settlement that calls for payment to be spread out over a period of time, but find yourself needing cash in hand today, you can get your money right now in one large payment by calling the Structured Settlement Cash Hotline at 800-965-7987. This is an extraordinary time right now. All of us have been hit by the global economic crisis, and all of us can use a little extra cash. If you have a structured settlement where you're being paid over time, but you need your money a lot faster than that, either to pay your bills or to help a family member or a loved one who's been affected by the global health crisis, call the Structured Settlement Cash Hotline at 800-965-7987. The call is free, takes about 10 minutes, could change your life. Structured Settlement Cash Hotline, 800-965-7987. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at tvconfidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.